Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. I'll be your host for today. This is Nathan Howard. Ben Trueblood will be back with us next week for next week's episode. If you don't mind, head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It really does help other people to find the podcast, and we would absolutely love to read your review on the podcast. So if you don't mind, take a quick second, maybe take a pause break right here, head over to iTunes, leave us that rating interview. We would greatly appreciate it. But today we have a very special guest we want to introduce you to. His name is Chad Higgins. He is the brand new ready kind of like drum roll moment right chad brand new parent ministry specialist for lifeway students chad lives in stillwater oklahoma with his wife martha of 13 years and their daughter malia he has served in oklahoma since 2003 in different roles such as youth pastor small groups pastor campus minister he is also the co-founder of youth ministry booster Chad loves student ministry and seeing student pastors connect and serve parents to disciple their kids. Chad's hobbies, starting new hobbies. I absolutely love that, Chad, that your hobby <laughs> is starting new hobbies. I am That's in the right. same boat. And also, once he set his middle school unofficial record for the most slices of pizza eaten at a CC's Pizza after a track meet. How did, how did that go down, Chad? Was that an- Yeah, you know, well, Nathan, I, well, first of all, I just need you to know that this is the first time I've really talked publicly about that, uh, that record. Um, I've been asked multiple interviews, right? Um, but, you know, it's a big deal. You know, seventh yeah. grade, post-track meet, you know, we got free, free CCs on the school. And, uh, you know, me and my buddies, we went to town. Um, I will say that was the longest, hardest bus ride I've ever had home <laughs> in my entire life. And so it was it was not fun uh, when you have that much pizza on your stomach. It was uh, it was quite the experience. So I can only imagine. Yes. So I have to ask you, you the collector of many hobbies. What is your yeah. latest hobby that you've been you've been working on? I think well, I have answer to this. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we yeah. got going. Uh, so my my current latest hobby is chess. Uh, okay, yes. I, I have tried to dive head head into chess. I've joined a chess club here in uh, the city I live in. And so I get to play some competitive level chess, um, which basically just means I get beat up on by, like, unbelievably smart 11-year-olds. And so... <laughs> Um, that's been that's been a lot of fun. I do not beat them. You know what I mean. Every once in a while, that's right? Them, so yeah, for sure. That sounds. Uh, cool. But no, man, dude, I've I've had so much fun with that. I'm excited to be uh, new here on staff at Lifeway, doing parent ministry stuff, and you know, I got I got that new parent ministry smell, and so it's kind of right. like there you go, new yeah. car smell, but it, you know, it's a little fresher, and so yeah, it's there good, go. man. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's why we wanted to have you on today, Chad. We wanted to talk specifically about parent ministry, about how we can help to close the gap between parent ministry and discipleship and parents discipling their students. So you are the perfect person, and it's, uh, I mean, it's why you're here with LifeWay students is to help us with this. Let's kind of dive in today as we know that parent ministry can seem, I think sometimes it can seem to be a very daunting daunting task. I know when I look back at my time in student ministry, sometimes that became a an afterthought of man, you know, what is parent ministry or sometimes parent ministry was just making sure I communicated timely to parents. Right. But it's so much more than that. We constantly hear people say, you know, parents are the primary disciplers of their students. We hear that, but I mean, I think that puts a a ton of pressure on parents, especially if they've never been discipled themselves. So we want to look at what are some of the barriers that we can help break down so that parents, you know, don't necessarily feel that weight and how are ways that we can equip them. So that's kind of the first question I have for you today, Chad, is what gaps do you think are, 
in student ministry right now between student pastors and parents? And how can student pastors kind of help close that gap in the discipleship process? I, I would say one of the largest gaps that currently exists, parents not discipling their kids, is it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a pretty large gap, right? That is. Um, and so one of the latest things that I've heard is less than uh, 30% of of parents that actively attend church have any sort of faith conversation with their teenage uh, with their mm-hmm. teenager at home, and so yep. um, I mean that's a that's a huge deal, right? And so if if you think about that, and, and if that's true for your church, that means seventy uh, percent of the families that are attending regularly to your church mm-hmm. that's not you know incorporating like everybody else, they're not really having these discussions at home. Um, but the thing that I would add to that conversation, and I think it's a crucial one to remember and to remind parents, is at, at just the basic level of discipling their teenager, every parent is discipling their teenager. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it may not be it may not be great discipleship. It may not even be positive like Christian discipleship, but there is discipleship happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that teenager is seeing the importance of church, faith, prayer life, all of these things based on the engagement of mom and dad. Um, and, and so as the church, we want to help help that process, bridge mm-hmm. that gap like you're talking about. Um, and, and so one of the first things that I would say um, and there's so many different things that we could add to this. Um, but I think for a lot of youth pastors, um, we will see students on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights, those kind of things that we never see mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best ways to fill that gap is, is to go get mom and dad. You know, I think yeah. sometimes as a youth pastor, we can become uh, really singularly focused in, on the student, right? It's like we want the student to know Jesus, but one of the most effective ways for that student to know Jesus is if their mom and dad does. And so I think prioritizing the work, prioritizing things that we're passionate about uh, and, and the way that we see success in student ministry has to involve going after mom and dad. Now, that doesn't mean single-handedly, right? I think I think right. there needs to be more work um, on the staff level. I've met very few senior pastors that if a youth pastor goes to them and says, hey, man, I, we've got these students coming on Wednesday nights. Their mom and dad doesn't attend. Will you help me connect with them? Most senior pastors are going to jump all over that, right? I mean, they For sure. they want yeah. mom and dad on Sunday morning as well. And so mm-hmm. I, I think working with your senior pastor, your discipleship pastor, small group pastor, whatever that may look like, to go and, and find these these people, engage them, connect them uh, to the church is, is huge. And, and the starting process of, of filling in those gaps. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is so crucial to go after those parents. I, I don't remember who, who it was. We had someone on not too long ago on the podcast and we were talking a little bit about just how they were finding volunteers and parents. And they said they had kind of shifted some of their strategy to really go after parents. Really it had kind of a twofold process. They needed volunteers. Parents sometimes are a little more willing to volunteer because you know their student is in it. But then they said the second side that was really beneficial was the fact that parents 
got to be involved in the ministry, got to see what's going on in the students' lives. And it was, you know, they, they were seeing so much more value out of it than say, just getting the random person per se to volunteer who may also be a great volunteer, but they were specifically and strategically going after the parents, like you're saying, to help get them involved, help get them plugged in. Well, they have uh, have vested interest, right? I mean, like for that parent, they want that Wednesday night to be great because it's, their kid, right? Their kid is there. So <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. So what do you think that a student pastor can do? Let's dive into that a little bit. So what do you think a student pastor can do to kind of help bridge that gap? Because as, as you described, it, I think you're absolutely right with it. It is, that is a vast uh, gap. What do you think are some ways that student pastors can help bridge that gap other than just, you know, trying to get parents there with them? I'll share with you. Um, this is like the passage for parent ministry, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't even think you're actually allowed to talk about parent ministry without <laughs> bringing up Deuteronomy six. Right. Um, but Deuteronomy six, starting in verse four, says this hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk uh, and shall talk of them when you sit in your homes, when you walk by, by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign to your hand and you and they shall be the um, frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house. And on the- when we hear that passage, I think we immediately jump to the teaching aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Parents are to teach it, you know, Basically, sun up to sundown, at home, on the road, all these kinds. Of I think one of the one of the biggest gaps when asking parents to teach and disciple their kid is they don't know what to teach, right? Yeah, I don't know what right, to say. Yeah. I don't know how to begin this conversation. Um, and I think that a lot of times that stems from a parent will rush in to teach before mm-hmm. it may necessarily even be caught by themselves. And so yeah. I think as a youth pastor, we have to not only go get mom and dad, get mom and dad plugged in, but help mom and dad grow. If we can help mom and dad come alive, begin to read their Bible, begin to pray, get connected into small groups and Jesus Christ transforms their heart. Mm -hmm. There will be a natural outflow of teaching exactly what is talking about in this passage that we understand that the Lord, our God is one. We love him with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then Jesus would even add love our neighbor as ourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so if we can help mom and dad, begin to move that way personally, there will be a natural outflow of that. And so working with our senior pastor, working with the other uh, ministers in in our church, even getting mom and dad plugged into a Sunday school class, small group, whatever that looks like in your context, um, is some of the best ministry that we can do. Mm -hmm. That begins with knowing more than just a name. I think sometimes we like systems, we like the one like one-off resource, but when we start talking about discipleship, it is a messy personal process. Um, and so, as ministers, we've got to know more than you know 
that seventh grade student Kelly's mom's name. Mm -hmm. We've got to begin to know her or at least have mechanisms where she's known inside of the community of our church. And and so letting parents know resources of how they themselves can grow, I think is Mm -hmm. really, really important into this process. Um, Those may be internally in the church. It may be studies, resources like that, that you can Mm -hmm. resource and give parents. Um, But I don't think we can skip that step of mom and dad growing and hoping that just discipleship is going to happen. Because if mom and dad aren't walking with the Lord and have experienced the goodness of God, all they're really trying to get is some like moral behavior correction of their students. And I don't know if that's necessarily really Christian discipleship um, rather than just behavior modification. Um, And and so I think that's kind of one of the the first steps of that. Um, Along with that, I think that parents need to hear more than just info from us. Like Mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier, I, I think a lot of times parent ministry is simply just seen as, uh, hey, mom and dad, we're going skating on Wednesday night. It starts at 6.30, bring $15 for skating and pizza, right? Right, yep. That's not parent ministry, right? right. Like that's information of your ministry and details. Yep. Um, and I think that's that's one of the big problems right now is in – in the pool of youth ministry, that's become parent ministry. Mm-hmm. Just the information-based emails or texts, and that's all parents ever hear from us. Mm-hmm. Um, as youth pastors, we've got to own a few places. Uh, the parking lot, I think, is a big one. For middle school students, they're still getting dropped off. Mm-hmm. Those are opportunities, and I know sometimes... We're running last minute. You're trying to get the game set up. You're cleaning up at the end of the night, all those kinds of things. Don't miss the opportunity of being out in the parking lot and engaging with yep. mom and dad. Um, and be thoughtful in that. Um, brag on their kids. Connect with them. Ask them how they're doing. Dive deeper than just like, what would you do today? Here's Johnny. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Take those opportunities to really dive in invest in mom and dad, see how they're doing, ask them these questions. Um, One of the simplest questions as a minister uh, is simply just, how can I pray for you? I know that's like basic level, um, but you want to really engage with somebody or at least start a conversation. They see you as somebody who works with the church, as a minister, as a pastor, and so there's a, some authority in, in going, hey, how can I pray for you that will ta- that'll take some people a little off guard? Um, but that's opening a door for follow up, all of those kind of things that you really begin to get to minister to parents. And so I, I think that's huge, man. I, I think it's, it's more than just an email. It is mm-hmm. getting to know people and investing into them. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. A couple of things I really want to call out right there that you'd said. I think yeah, parent ministry 
I think what you described, if all we're doing is information, it's either information ministry, it's community or communication ministry per se, if we you know call that. There's whole communication departments at businesses that that's what right. they do is get info out, right? But that's not what parent ministry is. That's not what we're talking about when we say parent ministry. I want to go back to what you had said where we have to we have to invest in the spiritual formation of the parents. We have to care about that because I think if we're not careful, parent ministry will become grab this thing write these few things up and we still get them the information to read this Bible verse at home and do these things, which are, which are all great tools that I think parents need. But if we're only, if we're just doing that and we don't actually care about the the spiritual formation of the parent, then I think we'll be having these same conversations just in different, different format, you know, a year, two, three, four, five years down the road and parents will have been discipled or transformed. Right. Well, and I think, I think even well-intentioned parent ministry if you don't have gospel-transformed parents, mm-hmm. I think one of the ways that this looks for a lot of churches that are, that are trying to do things really well, and I think are doing things really well, don't hear me wrong, yep, yep. but it will be, uh, they'll send home questions, right? Like, okay, this is what we talked about on you know Wednesday night with students. Mm-hmm. Here are like five questions to engage with your student at home. That, that's a those are great starts right yes absolutely uh, yep. but if mom and dad if mom and dad are disconnected or have no mm-hmm. relationship at all with god m- most likely those questions are going in the trash right right yep they're they're never going to engage and even if mom and dad is like i want to engage i just don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. It's going to feel forced. They're going to feel lost because they weren't in the room, right? Like they didn't hear it, all those kind of things. Over the last year, we've been working on a resource called Parent Partner. And with Parent Partner, one of the the primary ideas of Parent Partner is we wanted to kind of flip that upside down and creating, creating a resource that came at it from the side of the parent. And so... There, there are three main areas of Parent Partner. And what Parent Partner is, we, we want to equip youth pastors to be able to send out weekly newsletters to their parents that they're customizable. They can put in their own communication, own info as well. Um, but it's reminders and guides for parents, first and foremost, to dive in themselves. So there's mm-hmm. a prayer element piece that all it is is scripture, rewritten of into prayers to pray for yourself and to pray over your families. So it begins at that heart level, hopefully, uh, that parents are engaging in scripture, praying scripture over their family. That has no engagement with the kid at that point. Mm -hmm. But we've got to start at that heart level with mom and dad, begin to pray. And then we've identified based off of Deuteronomy 6 at home uh, and on the road. Mm-hmm. And, and so the dinner table is a huge one. There's a lot of research out there of the benefits of a family eating together. And so even if we can encourage families, hey, eat one meal a week together, mm-hmm. um, that has lasting Im- impacts in families. But if we can have a conversation where that family from scratch reads a little bit of scripture together and then discusses it, huge mm-hmm. win. In the same way, um, on the road has to come from a parent pre-reading just mm-hmm. a little bit of scripture. 
even if it's just one, and then they get to use this powerful phrase. I was reading dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. That, that kid over the years may not remember all the conversations, may not remember all the scriptures, but what they could hear their parents say over and over again was, I was reading in God's word. What are your thoughts? Yep. And I, I don't know about you, but my parents had a huge impact in my life in many different ways. And many of the people that I've seen that have had vibrant relationships with the Lord, they saw their parents doing some of those same things. And if we can get, if we can get, if we can get parents reading the word in front of their kids, praying in front of their kids, the awkwardness of how to start the conversation becomes less and less. And Mm -hmm. it's just about exposure and not necessarily about all the, the minute details of, you know, the the question at the right moment. It's a lived experience of my mom and dad are in the word. They value it. It changes the way that they live. Um, And, you know, teenagers are going to be teenagers. Mm -hmm. There may be a set period of time where it's like, my mom and dad don't know nothing, right? (laughs) Uh, But at the end of the day, it makes a big impact. Um, And for, for parents of teenagers moving to this phase of life where their kid gets to experience them, see it, is huge. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that's important for student pastors to help to help parents realize and see. I think sometimes a lot of parents, I think, are coming from that standpoint when they hear the word discipleship. For so long, we've had discipleship programs. And so that looks like a very structured must do this, have to do this. Like, oh, I don't have anything like that. And so I think it's the student pastor helping redefine what discipleship means to exactly what you're talking about there, Chad, of mm-hmm. discipleship is the day in, the day out, around the dinner table, at the football game, at the band concert, whatever it is. The, I was reading this today. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's powerful, too. Like, you know, sending home those questions from the lesson, like you said, is great. But if I think about my time in student ministry, if I'd sent home questions like that to parents, I'd have had one, one of my parents would have, you know, taught Bible study to adults. And so they would have been, they would have just ran with it and it was great. Another one of my parents hardly ever walked into the door of the church came some, I would say, you know, not, not counting the parents who just, I don't think, you know, were believers or they just sent their kid. I never saw them really. Right. You know, but the parents who were somewhat involved, you know, they would have looked at that and been scared because they didn't have really hardly any background were fairly new believers who didn't know where to go with that or what to say. So I think that's sometimes that can be very intimidating. So what you're talking about, I think is, is perfect that it can start very simply, or maybe we need to add a few more things like, what, I love what you said there about parent partner, how it's got things for the parents to read and think about themselves before they even talk to their students. So I think sometimes when we send home those lesson questions, like we kind of need to do the work for the parents too. of like, Hey, sure. here's what we talked about. Here's kind of where this, here's where this lesson went. Here's what we had said about these. Cause may, cause then honestly, for some parents, you'll be teaching the parents just as much as the students were learning in that moment as well too. So that's just yeah. another aspect of that added discipleship more scripture is never a bad thing right oh, man. <laughs> the, word, the, so. the more we can more we can get them in the word point them in that direction uh, i mean I- exposure to the lord right it's it's planting seeds and it's watering seeds yep uh I, I think more and more as as ministers we've got to trust that the word of god is faithful 
Absolutely. Um, and and that we we trust it and we trust him. Um, and, and so being willing to have even ourselves those conversations of asking asking adults, man, hey, how are you? What's your relationship with the Lord look like? You know, we we talk to teens a lot. I think um, I, I think youth pastors have to get more and more comfortable sharing the gospel to parents mm. just as yep. much as they are sharing the gospel to teenagers. Yep, um, and I think I think a lot of youth pastors, and I know for myself, when I was in my you know early twenties doing student ministry, even before I was married. I'm like, well, I'm not married. I don't have kids. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to say to these people? Like, they're they're almost my parents' age. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the thing to remember is you don't you don't have to teach them how to be a parent in that moment mm-hmm. uh, to expose them to the gospel. Yep, absolutely. Um, and allow allow God to do His work. And that is the work that we are a part of. And that is what God has equipped you and trained you to do. Uh, and, and so don't, don't pull back from that calling. Man, engage with, with that mom and dad. Go after that mom and dad. See, see them just as part and just as important to the ministry and the mission of your student ministry as that middle school or high school student. Um, because if you want, if you want to see a lot of students transformed by by the gospel, get mom and dad, mm-hmm. um, and you you will see you will see transformation happen when you see that happen. Um, it's hard. Um, we're not going to act like it's not, um, but it's faithful and good work. Yep, absolutely. Yep, it is. So, last thing here, Chad, is we've mentioned a few of them, but is there any other ways? that we can equip parents or what are some of the, maybe some other tools to help student pastors and parents in the discipleship process. And one thing that kind of came to my mind too, was maybe just, I'll say it like this. Maybe, maybe we need to just simply start asking parents, you know, Hey, how, what are ways that, that you help point your students to Christ? Cause that's a form of discipleship instead of saying like, how are you discipling your student? Cause it comes across yeah. different and all in what they, what in their mind they hear when they hear the word discipleship, we kind of know what we mean when we say it, just helping parents to see like, you know, every moment is a moment that you can point each other to Christ. And that's something that we should do whether or not we're in ministry or not. Right. That's what God has called us to do is to constantly point others to him. And so I think it's just getting back to exactly what you said, just sharing the gospel with, with parents along the way. So what are, do you have any other, you know, the things we mentioned parent part, any last, last thoughts from you, Chad? Sure. Yeah. I think, I think what you said is huge. I, I would add to that, take an opportunity to celebrate with parents hmm. yep. um, is big. I, I would say incorporating our thoughtfulness of parents as we're doing things that we already see as our job. Um, one, one of the examples is, that I think sh- I think should go off in our head as primary parent ministry uh, is going to student activities, whether that's games, mm-hmm. plays, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we got in our head at that time, I'm going to do parent ministry, I'm going to the yep. football game. I know I, I was guilty of this a few times. You go to the football game, you know, you sit in the crowd. Sometimes you sit in the crowd with like 
a few of the mm-hmm. other youth pastors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. that like, maybe that like one parent in your church that you like, mm-hmm. that's like funny or whatever. And right, you just right. like gravitate to it now. That kid has no idea that you're at their game until mm-hmm. the game's over. Yep. Um, but you're going to be there for mm-hmm. one, two hours. Utilize that space. You're already there, bro. Mm-hmm. If people that are like, man, I ain't got time for all this. You're there. You're in it. Just switch your focus. Yep. Because no offense. It doesn't matter if you see the like amazing play to the tight end. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be locked in on the game. You're there to minister to the families in the crowd. You're hanging, hanging out, walking around, getting to know people. You want to connect with new people. You find the few parents that you know, and then start having them introduce you. Hey, okay, who, 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 uh, what other parents are around here that you know? They'll start mm-hmm. introducing you, man. Um, and you can get to know some other folks. Uh, you can invite them to your church, invite their student. All of these kind of things are great touch points uh, and will be so much more effective for you in that time period of that game if you see that space. I'm heading to the football game as parent ministry time and not just football time. You'll get a lot out of that. There will be some benefits um, of that work for you. Um, and you're, you're going to draw a lot of credibility and trust from parents of hanging out with them, talking to them, those kind of things. And, and just getting to celebrate their kid, getting mm. excited on the sideline of the pass that they did or whatever is is great, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think the final thing that I would leave with for all of us is this reminder. Most parents don't feel like they know what they're doing. And not mm-hmm. just with like, you know, faith conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, none of our kids came with any good training manuals. <laughs> um, and, and so as much as we feel levels of insecurity as ministers, people also feel levels of insecurity as parents. So if we just host, you know, one meeting that says you're the primary disciple of your kid, either you do it or they're going to hell. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's terrifying. Absolutely. Um, we don't recommend that approach. <laughs> that's not a good move. That's not um, quite but to come alongside them, mm-hmm. to be able to speak life into them, to grab that parent in the parking lot and say, Hey, Johnny's a really good kid. You're doing a yeah. great job. Yeah. Man, that builds a relationship with mom and dad and you. Yeah. Uh, it helps them, giving them little resources along the way, encouraging them, not getting down on them when they don't do it, mm-hmm. um, but bringing it up, putting it in front of them over and over again, and talking about what it does to you, right? Like if, if I want people to read scripture, I'm not just going to browbeat them with my Bible, man, I'm going to talk about what God has done in my own life and the transformation that he's had in my life because of me knowing him and abiding in his word and those kind of things. And so Mm -hmm. in the same way that we want them to model that to their kid, Mm -hmm. they have to see that in us and the conversations we have. So my question to all of our listeners is... Um, Are we diving into God's word? Are we being transformed by this gospel message? 
um, or are we just trying to teach it without power and transformation in our own lives week to week? Great place for us to end the podcast for today. So definitely a lot to think about there. Thanks so much, Chad, for being on. I look forward to next week. So listeners, this is part one of part two. So come back next week as we continue this conversation. And next week, we're really going to look at some other ways in which we really can, as student pastors, take on the mantle of helping disciple parents themselves, kind of as we've kind of alluded to and talked about today, but how can we help disciple parents? And so, Chad, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Always a pleasure, my friend. And this has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next week.